Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, the scripture said that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. There was a righteousness that the scribes had obtained. We're going to talk about that righteousness on today as we continue to look at this topic of righteousness. And we're going to examine what the scribes were doing that Jesus said was good. You were listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series The Adventures of Rai Rai. For more information, visit the website at DariusGood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. And now, here's your Bible teacher, Darius Good. Welcome to the Good Treasure Podcast Show. My name is Darius Good. Thank you for joining us on today. Uh, I want to encourage you to visit our church's website. Once again, that's bgc.family, bgc.family. You'll learn more about the church as well as our service times. And you can also join us virtually um, right there on the website at bgc.family forward slash virtual. Visit our website today, DariusGood.com. You can learn more about this podcast show as well as other podcast shows that we have. We have the Divorce Christian Podcast Show, which is doing very well. So if you are a Christian that has experienced divorce, I would encourage you to turn tune into that particular podcast show. We also have uh, several books that I've written. And so you can find all that information right there on the website once again. That is DariusGood.com. You're listening to episode number nine, and it's entitled The Righteousness of the Scribes. The Righteousness of the Scribes. And so in Matthew chapter five, verse 20, Jesus makes the statement. He said, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Very interesting statement by Jesus. In no case, there's no way that you can enter into the kingdom of heaven unless your righteousness exceeds, goes beyond the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. We're going to look at these two groups uh, individually. On today, we're going to focus on the scribes. But first, let's redefine what righteousness is. Righteousness, according to the scriptures, is the state of him who is as he ought to be. The state of him who is as he ought to be. As I use the example of a seed, maybe a a apple tree, that seed is not the state of the final product. So we have the seed in, in seed form, but The state of that seed as it ought to be is a tree that produces fruit that could produces more fruit with seeds on the inside of that, the the fruit. So that's the concept that we're using as we understand when a child is born, that's not the state of them as they ought to be. There's some maturing and growth that is necessary and required. But even as an adult, Man does not reach the state as they ought to be without God's help. 
And so we have these three parts, the scribes, the Pharisees, and then there's a third part that's necessary for man to reach the standard of righteousness as God has established. When you think of righteousness, think of it from this point of view, the right standing or to be in right standing. You'll often hear that taught in in the church. We must be in right standing with God. So that deals with our relationship with our heavenly father. Righteousness also deals with the state of mind, our way of thinking. It also deals with paths. So the path that our life is on, it's important that we understand that when we bow our knee to the Lord, making him Lord over our life, the Lord makes final decisions. So for me to be on the path of righteousness, and we see that throughout the scriptures, but mostly in the book of Psalms, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. He is the great shepherd. We have all these concepts about us navigating through life, being led by our shepherd, who is Jesus. When he leads us, now we are on the right path. This deals with the concept of righteousness. It deals with the idea or or concept of justification. So when you see the word just or justified or justification, all those deals with the, the same concept of righteousness. So the scriptures are loaded with scriptures that deal with righteousness Uh, justification being just or unrighteousness all of this paints this picture of our life uh, of walking with God the purpose of being alive so when people say what is my reason for being here what is my purpose we are talking about this idea of righteousness now righteousness it must be understood cannot be determined by man I cannot decide what righteousness is and what it looks like. So we have this passage in the the scripture. The Old Testament talks about how your righteousness is like a filthy rag. That rag is really associated with the concept of a, a woman's menstrual cycle. And what God is saying is, man, when we decide what righteousness is, it's like a filthy stench in his nostrils. Let me explain this concept. If I decide that I want to be good, I want to do, do good in God's eyes. So what I'm going to do is I will feed the homeless. I'm going to take care of those in need. I'm going to deal with children um, that might need to be in protective custody or children a part of the, the um, let's say, the foster care system. And so I'm going to adopt 10 children, and this is how I am doing good work for God. All that good work is a stench in God's nostrils. Why? Because he determines what righteousness is, not us. No matter how good your work is in the earth, you can give millions of dollars, you can give billions of dollars, it's still a stench in God's nostrils because it's not what he asked for. So it's important that we understand this. So we understand Jesus explained righteousness has these three parts, the scribe, the Pharisees, and of course the part that's missing is is Jesus himself, which is the concept of faith. Okay, so let's go back and let's begin to define 
the righteousness of the scribes. What is the righteousness of the scribes? Well, let's start with who are the scribes? There is a resource that I love. It is jewishencyclopedia.com. I'd recommend uh, if you've never been on that website, it's an excellent resource if you are looking up a Jewish culture um, and a lot of these words that I think we don't have clear understanding of. And so I, I love to go to that particular website. If you look up the word scribe in, on that website, jewishencyclopedia.com, it explains that the scribes were a body of teachers whose office was to interpret the law to the people. So they were teachers of the law. They interpreted the law. The organization of the scribes, uh, as defined according to this article, was begun by Ezra. And I think it's important we understand that. The book of Ezra. Ezra, the priest, was a scribe. The original meaning of the Hebrew word sophirium was people who know how to write. So the scribes knew how to write, and they were royal officers. They held very high-ranking positions within the, uh, the royal office, uh, dealing with kings and such. They had understanding of the art of writing, um, w- which was known only to the intelligent, so to speak, because um, many of the people did not write in those days. Um, but the term scribe, became synonymous with wise man. When they talked about the wise men, they referred that those were the scribes. So the scribes not only wrote or copied the law of Moses, but they were also interpreters of the law. So I want you to think of the law in the sense of like our, uh, those are part of the United States. We have our uh, judges, our Supreme Court judges, we have federal laws, and then we have the judges whose job were to interpret the law, and we also have our lawyers who have this ability to understand the laws of the land. That's, in essence, the scribes. They were interpreters of the law. They were the first teachers of the Torah and the founders of the oral law. So it's important to understand they understood the Torah. Part of their activities, their main objective was to teach the Torah to the Jewish masses and uh, especially to the Jewish youth. They established schools. They were particularly enjoined to increase the number of their pupils. Uh, The way that they would teach was, um, and it's explained in Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 8 it says they would read in the book of the law distinctly they would give the sense and cause them to understand the reading so in essence they would uh, read the scripture and then they would explain the scripture and then they would connect the scripture to the law of Moses this is very important it's not just explaining the scriptures they were highlighting the laws of Moses and how that scripture is affected by God's law So the scribes were experts of the law. This is very important. They had the ability to expound on the scriptures and explain in detail the laws of Moses. And they would often have debates regarding some of the subtle matters 
um, connected to the law. We have a passage in Chronicles that kind of gives a little more insight into the scribes. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 13, it says also they were over the bearers of burdens and were overseers of all that were wrought the work in any manner of service. And of the Levites, there were scribes and officers and porters. So now, the Levites, or the scribes, I should say, were a part of the Levitical tribe. So the scribes and the priest went hand in hand. Both were a part of the tribe of Levi. Here's another interesting passage that caught my attention. God sent Israel scribes. So he sent them priests. He sent them prophets. These were people hand-selected by God to do his work in the earth. Why am I saying this? Because oftentimes we, we label the scribes and the Pharisees as being enemies of God or enemies of Jesus. And this is not entirely true. It was only a minority of the group. So it wasn't the group in their entirety. We can't label one whole group of, of uh, workers and say this group was an evil group. So God sent to Israel scribes. Here's a passage in Matthew chapter 23, verse 31. It says, wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. Verse 32. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can you escape the damnation of hell? Verse 34. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye have, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. Interesting statement made by Jesus. He said the scribes, they would persecute. He said some of them, they would crucify. Why is this, this the detail so important? Because crucifixion is associated with the Romans. So Jesus was not just talking about scribes, Old Testament. He's talking about in this New Testament, in this, the current age of the church. He's talking about in the time to come after him, following his death. He said, some of the scribes you would crucify. Now, we could take it a step further and say he didn't mean on the cross. Um, it could mean just a concept of being crucified, because I do believe there are scribes still in the earth. So let's begin to connect some of these thoughts. Uh, and I want to highlight this point, too, before we begin to deal with scribes and righteousness. As I mentioned, Ezra is a scribe. So I don't want you to, to associate scribes as being enemies of God or enemies of Jesus Christ. I'll read this passage, Ezra chapter 7, verse 6. This Ezra went up from Babylon, and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given, and the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. Ezra chapter 7, verse 11, 
Now, this is the copy of the letter that the king Xerxes gave unto Ezra the priest, the scribe, even as scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. So Ezra was a scribe. I'm going to read a passage in Acts regarding scribes in the New Testament. And so in Acts chapter 23, verse 1, Paul earnestly beholding the council said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Verse 2, And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Then Paul unto, uh, said to them, God shall smite you, thou whited wall. For sittest thou to judge me after the law and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law? See, Paul understood the law of Moses. Now, verse four. And they that stood by said, revilest thou God's high priest? Then said Paul, I wist not, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. But when Paul perceived that the one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, of the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am called in question. And when he has said so, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. So Paul got a sense of who his audience was. Knowing the two groups, he knew how to get them into this argument. He let them into this argument. Now notice at verse 8. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angels nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. So that's one of the differences between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The scripture I want us to highlight is verse 9. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees' part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel have spoken to him, let us not fight against God. If you notice, in the Pharisees' group, there was a section of scribes that were present that stood with Paul. In this occasion, they defended Paul because Paul understood the laws of Moses. So I think it's important to highlight these scriptures because it doesn't paint a broad picture of the scribes being these evil people that withstood Jesus and his ministry. They were interpreters of the law. They were experts of the law of Moses, and they worked as priests um, in, in the, the community, in the nation of Israel. So now let's connect all of our thoughts together. Let's go back to Matthew 520. Jesus said, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So for today's lesson, let's define the righteousness of the scribes. Now, we understand to exceed means to go beyond. So something the scribes was doing was correct. It just didn't meet the standard God had set. And the same with the Pharisees. So let's define the righteousness of the scribes. 
The scribes were giving to understanding the scriptures. These were men learned in the scriptures. So they understood, um, let's say in our sense, as we make it current or modern, the, the righteousness of the scribes are those given to understanding the Bible. We, we will search, we'll do exegesis, we memorize the scriptures. These were, were, in essence, not necessarily do we have to be experts, but there has to be a, a real understanding of the word of God. And I know men and women that, that every year they read through the Bible from cover to cover. I've heard some brag about reading it two or three times. Um, but I know Christians consistently, even at our church, we consistently will pass out a Bible reading schedule. So that if you keep with the schedule, you've read the Bible from cover to cover by the end of the year. Now, mind you, simply reading the Bible doesn't mean you have a working knowledge or understanding of it. But to me, the mindset of the scribe is those that have a working understanding of God's word. They also are experts in the law. They know the law. So in this case, the law of Moses, there were 613 laws. Do I think that's the case necessary for today's modern Christian? Not necessarily. I think we do need to understand the 613 laws. But as Christians, there are two laws we're required to, to adhere to. Love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. And we are to love our neighbor as ourself. So a scribe, a modern day scribe will be one that keeps these laws. These are important to them as they have decided to live a life pleasing to God. I'm going to obey God's law. I'm going to love God with all of my heart, mind, and soul. I'm also going to love my neighbor as myself. So this is how we're going to define the righteousness of the scribes. Those that get up, they read, they understand God's word. They do their best to live a life that is pleasing unto God. Of course, in the Bible, there are lifestyles, or we refer to them as works of the flesh that we are not to be given to. In Galatians 5, it says, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Verse 20, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, ambulance, wrath, strife, sedition, heresy, envying, murdering, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. So there's more to this list. Of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. On Sunday mornings, ministers will often preach about what you can't do. These are works of the flesh. Lifestyles we shouldn't be given to. Mindsets we shouldn't be given to. So the righteousness of the scribe, I would define it as a Christian mindset given to understanding the word, reading the word, memorizing the word, and also keeping God's laws and commandments to live a lifestyle that's pleasing to him. So they won't be given to these lifestyles that I listed here from the book of Galatians. So these are people that are working to be good in God's eyes, to live a clean, moral life. This is very important. The righteousness of the scribes is critical if you are saved. You can't live any lifestyle that you choose. 
um, and not just in your own behavior, but also in my interaction and contact with other people. You can't break the law of loving your neighbor as yourself. It is a requirement if you're saved to adhere to that law. In the book of James, he explains the royal law and the importance of keeping it and the, the importance of loving. Love is 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 the foundation. How do we know that we were saved? Because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. You can't hate people and say that you're saved. It's an impossibility. So this aspect of our walk with God is critical and it is important. The righteousness of the scribe. The only issue, though, it doesn't meet the standard as God has put in place. So this is only one third. It is necessary. It is required, but it's only one third of the picture. Why is that? Because righteousness requires faith. The just shall live by faith. The lifestyle I just described of reading the scriptures, understanding the scriptures, the ability to teach the scriptures, um, living a life according to the scriptures where I'm not breaking God's word. I'm keeping his laws. I'm living a clean, holy lifestyle because we love to preach holiness. This is a part of the scribes. We're living according to the commandments of God. But where does it fall short? That lifestyle doesn't require faith. I don't need faith to read through the Bible. I don't need faith to not sin. I don't need faith to not commit adultery, to not lie, to not steal. Faith is not necessary for that lifestyle. So for that reason, the, this level of righteousness falls short of God's plan for man. Thank you for joining us on today. Join us next week. We're going to look at the righteousness of the Pharisees. If you're listening to my podcast, remember to like, share, and subscribe. If by radio, join us again on next week. Be blessed. You have been listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and author of the books Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series, The Adventures of Rai Rai. To learn more about these books or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show, visit our website today at DariusGood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. We pray that today's episode has brought revelation and enlightenment. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast show. And until next time, may God open unto you his good treasure. Be blessed. Thank you.